0: Action Park Media. Uh, 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 uh,
1: Welcome to a, another episode of Victory the podcast. I'm Doug Ellen, Devin Dillon. Victory, very special podcast today. We I'm got nervous. some good stuff, by the way. I mean, the line in the show. I haven't seen someone sweat like that since Patrick Ewing, which was regarding <laughs> you in the in the Valley episode. Yeah, but now it's Connolly. We got Charlie Sheen coming on today, and Connolly is nervous, like it's his high school. Prom. I, he's
2: running around here like a
3: wild man. I was just saying, look at he's sweating like
1: Fat Elvis. <laughs> listen to
3: charlie sheen's a big get for a podcast so yeah i would like He's a it. a great guy t- i'd like relax, it to go dude. it's gonna be fine <laughs> and i gotta tell you oh, well, i had
1: lunch with him last week we're talking about doing a show together like wow. a real show what about me bro i want you in i all want right. you in right. and i think i might have something for Connolly too thanks but bro. really couple of other things though I think we're gonna get him back in the game because he is <laughs> the fucking game
3: Connelly's listen game. i gotta tell you St. patty's day i think i got alcohol poisoning whoa i think i might have had alcohol were you down poisoning. were you down yeah well, it was weird it was like a late you know like a late onset hangover <laughs> it didn't hit till like i don't know almost like a couple days later was I it a two-day hangover i never made it into the office on friday i mean i, I limped in and oh. i like rolled around on
1: the floor for a little while and then i had to go home and get in bed you know you're on a binge because you partied the, the day before that anyway when we come back from this early break charlie sheen welcome back Victor, the podcast, very excited to have, honestly, one of my favorite actors who I grew up watching, and I got to see Kevin Dillon and Charlie Sheen in Platoon when I was, I guess, what year was that? Eighty six.
4: Are we, uh, 84? Was no, it? we shot it in 86, came out in 87, okay, right? yeah. yeah. Right. So I'm just yeah.
1: graduating high school and, and dreaming about a career and uh, Keep watching you guys. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> in one of the best war movies ever made. Thank you. Thank um, you. And one of my favorite filmmakers of all time, Oliver Stulliver. Oliver. So I wanted to get into that with you guys. But first, Charlie, I just want to tell you, we've got Emmy-nominated actor in the booth over there, Kevin Colley. He's nervous like this is his prompt. A big I don't, interview, bro. <laughs> it's a I, big, I,
3: it's it's a big get. Charlie's a big get for the company. Yeah, uh, really sure I want to yeah, make sure everything I, goes. Thank you. Want to make sure everything goes off without I'm a hitch, Doug. To be here, there's
4: nowhere else I'd rather be right. now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and Charlie, I walked over him before when you went into the bathroom. I go. Kylie, did you have some problem with Charlie and a girl years ago? Because he's a little freaked out that you're here. He- I'm like, Doug, <laughs> you're a terrible actor, and you'll never make he, it in front of the camera. He knows you were joking. Right. He knew it right away what right. you said. I thought my acting did. skills were below par. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my acting were. skills are below par, but they, uh, my career. let oh, acting hey, wait, wait, career. Wait, 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 you just said my <laughs> acting skills are below par. I don't want to talk about Platoon. What are you trying to say here? Just because Charlie's here, I wrote. This short film for myself to star in when I was 21 years old, and somehow, like an agent calls and says John Cryer wants to do that film, and David Schwimmer, who was also in it, I said John Cryer wants to be in my short film as the part I wrote for myself, and he basically said, "Well, you got to give him the part." And uh, you know how we know that? You've told
4: us that story, but about I'm telling times Charlie. I don't care. Sorry, what I tell I'll you. be quiet. Oh, so, is he he's coming in through these. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. Oh. okay. Oh, so I have to join. The- yeah, good. <laughs> oh, try, try it on the cans. You might like it. I worked on his hair all morning. By the way, the hair looks, <laughs> the hair
1: looks, But we talk a lot about hair on the show. The hair uh, looks amazing. It does nice. it look all right. Nice yes. dog's jealous I, I, it's I, I, in there. Thank
4: you. I, I went just for some reason this morning with uh, dry shampoo. <laughs> and to me, that's like uh, jumbo shrimp, you know, military intelligence, one of those doxamorons. <laughs> and, uh And it just, dry shampoo to me seems just instantly hashtag dandruff. I I don't even know what that is. What is
1: dry shampoo? Dry shampoo is like a spray, but. uh. How is it shampoo? I used to live with a really stupid girl, though. Do you know the real shampoo? (laughs) No way. For dry hair only? Do you know that? Like shampoo. She put it in her hair before she got in the shower because it said for dry hair only. So I'm not talking about the spray wow. that you're talking wow. about. But
4: anyway. You know, she actually has an argument. Yeah. <laughs> she, yes. might. She, she That's a defendable choice. But you know
1: what I say, Charlie? What fucks me up is because I am so obsessed with men's hair lately because suddenly it's This is a new thing, too. It is. It's sad. The pandemic hurt my hair. and uh, we're, Follicles we're gonna, are flying they're out. They're flying the out like there's nothing new. But you're supposed to get your mother's hair. But okay. you have your father is perfect fucking hair why is that Ah, uh, because <laughs> we're
4: related i don't know um, does your I, mother have great uh, hair his his she's got great hair his,
2: your grandfather on your mother's side how was his hair <laughs> towards the end
4: well that's where it gets a little tricky um, she wasn't raised by him and never knew the man and we didn't either
3: So his hair is still in question. We don't don't
4: know know
2: very much. Yeah, (laughs) very much. I bet he had good hair because you're hanging in there.
1: Okay, this feels he's doing more than hanging in there. And Martin is too. (laughs) Martin's how old is your father now? Who's got the best hair for a seventy-plus-year-old man in the world?
2: And Emilio's got great hair. He's got
3: too, great right? hair, yes. Look, this Doug is, is depressing Doug is, the shit Doug out of me. Doug is jealous of your 80 year old dad's hair. Look at
4: him. He's <laughs> shaking his head. Thinking.
3: What is Doug? It's going to be okay. You look great. <laughs> you look good. Thank you. Thank you. You look
4: fabulous. I appreciate it. Look at you. That. I
3: appreciate it. look marvelous.
4: You touched on something, and I actually researched it because I was suddenly cleaning up more of my own hair than normal. And I'm like, you know, uh, hair loss, this and that at 55, and there's this whole thing going on with uh, COVID stress hair loss. Right. Huh? So nothing to panic about. All right,
1: I appreciate that. It's yeah. making me feel good. But Maybe why he comes back after COVID. But the most
3: panicked that's person what, I know. That's
4: what they didn't. That that's where the study ended.
3: I think your hair is flowing in the wind come summertime. I really hope so. It's getting, getting all so, over the
2: place. I, got, I caught one of your hairs in my eye. <laughs> <laughs> Just flying
1: out. So, Charlie, have you been stressed during this thing? How's this been going for you, this whole pandemic?
4: Yes, I have
1: been stressed.
4: Um, but I've been more stressed for others than I have for myself.
1: Right. That you makes know, sense. Yeah,
4: Dylan's usually stressed I caught, only about himself.
2: You know, I caught COVID. And
4: Did you really? Yeah,
2: yeah, my whole family pretty much. Oh, A lot damn. of my family members in New York. My 85-year-old parents Wow. Yeah, and they got through it. How's, Was there, anybody, how's their hair? Uh, my dad's bald, man. He's been, most of the uh,
3: members of how's my How's your mother's father's hair, Dylan? That's the question. <laughs> he had
2: hair to the end, into his uh, late 80s. He had a little bit of a comb over towards the end. I'm not going to lie.
1: I'm, I'm going to figure out all of the the options and whatever, <laughs> but uh, what I can tell you is like I I just had I had the like Barry Gibb hair. I, let's yeah. get Literally you a rug. When platoon platoon, had, platoon, when wasn't, platoon wasn't even was with, out, had I had a like great that. head of hair at that at that <laughs> screening. So anyway, let's talk about platoon and you guys' experiences together. How uh, how was shooting that movie? It was great.
4: It was great. Yes. <laughs> it was <tough. laughs> yes. It was tough. It was really it tough. was yeah. tough. It yeah. was extremely difficult. Yeah. Me and Charlie met on the plane ride over. Had a bunch of
2: drinks and had a great time. Shocking! And, and, uh, I was going to say, I've been there with you,
4: Dylan. You're a great <laughs> travel companion.
2: Oh yeah, we, we 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 partied a little bit on planes too. <laughs> But then they put us in a foxhole together and they sent us out. And as soon as we, you know, we did two weeks of jungle warfare training and they put us in the same foxhole together and sent us out on missions. Remember
4: that mission? Well, they actually kind of tricked us first. They put us in a nice hotel for one night. That's you right. Remember that? Manila Gardens <laughs> we Hotel. Like, well, this is kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah, this could be great. Far out. You know, bring it on. And then the next day we were on a bus. They said, don't bring anything but your toothbrush. And we're like, uh-oh, what's this all about? Yeah.
1: And yeah. When, when does Dale die, who was on Entourage, when does he come into play for you? guys in this they let
4: us into a room Do you remember this yes the the uh chalkboard still at the yeah for a Mm -hmm. chalk talk still at that hotel yeah and he took center stage and didn't uh relinquish it for three months
2: yeah yeah you know know, he's like for now on we're gonna call each other by character names this is the dialogue we're going to use, like, yeah. you know, hooch, and, what a hooch is, what a, you know, yeah, all and, this talk. And,
4: and your rank indicated how you were treated.
2: Yes. I was a spec for, you were a private first class, right? Just, I was just so BF we C. set it yeah. up, though,
1: Dale Dye, just, he is the, obviously he's a real military guy, but yeah. he's the military advisor for But, a but lot he of became, movies. after Platoon, he became the guy. Yeah. The
3: guy. Yeah, everything he else, he if did. you didn't You're have right. Dale Dye, you didn't have the guy. And know? he was on
2: Entourage, too. He did, uh. Aquaman, he was supposed to be our advisor on Aquaman. Okay. And he was great. Trained he Vince just, had a swim. He had some, he had some real dialogue. I mean, he had a monologue at one stage. He just nailed He was it. more
3: prepared than Dylan and I. It was embarrassing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so did you like him then, though? Because Connolly, he made Connolly cry on a pilot. He made
3: me want to quit a pilot. I can't imagine platoon. I get it. <laughs> I, get it.
1: I get it. Yeah.
4: I get it. He broke yeah. me. Yeah, um, he he can do that yeah. to to people, yes. Um, he tried to break all of us. Yes. Um, dude, if camp had gone on like another day, <laughs> I think there would have been a mutiny.
2: Right. Uh, yeah, It was. he took us to the breaking point. Yeah. And then at the end of this jungle warfare training, he put us out on a watch. And we were so tired, everyone fell asleep on that watch. Yeah. And at one stage, he came up behind me and he went, you're dead.
3: And I was like, whoa, that was the scariest moment I ever had. This is a question for both Charlie and Dylan. I mean, Doug and I are huge Oliver Stone fans. Obviously, Oliver Stone is a control freak, egomaniac, and maybe the best way or maybe not. But where did Dale die? How does that... Work when you got two guys that want to be the guy, right? I mean, the Dale well, Oliver's and Oliver.
2: the guy, so you know. That's, but they did have some. They they, did,
4: they they butted heads several times, right? Yeah, oh, really. There was
2: a scene where where the girls being raped. Dale Dye
4: didn't like that. He goes, that didn't happen.
2: I don't, never saw that happen. And Oliver
1: was like, I saw it. 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 Wow. Yeah. Oliver's the man. So, uh. Yeah. Well, yeah. So (laughs) So the poor girl, uh, the poor girl had to go down (laughs) there. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a tough movie. It's still tough to watch. You know, I think at the time, especially it was the most realistic war movie that was ever made, you know, didn't. Necessarily have that central plot. It was really more about the whole feel and the vibe of it, and it really felt like you guys were there. How long were you shooting for? Three months, about Three, with the trees, yeah. right? Yeah. It's tough. but
4: but we we shot it in absolute continuity. Really? Yeah. Remember? Yeah. 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 And fought, that was we so fell weird. We filmed from page one to the very end in order. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. yeah. So when guys died, they, they got were like, they, they were on a plane the next. They day. They got sent weird home. For they and died it felt like they died, and they were you know, gone, and it was it was it was, it was
1: really jarring. Wow, and when you're shooting a movie like that with such deep stuff, because I've never, I just do light comedy that nobody gets that upset about. Well, when you're doing that when type of stuff.
3: romantic comedy, <laughs> done, that's
1: your <laughs> when, when you're doing that type of stuff, like, when the set wraps, are you guys having fun? Is there, like... Oh, yeah.
4: Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We partied yeah, we, we, <laughs> we had some steam to let off. We I were mean,
1: all young and just... Who else
4: is in that
2: crew? I mean, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Dad, Who else? Tom Barringer, right. John McKinley. Defoe. Yeah, Sanchez, Forrest Whitaker. Ball. Forrest.
4: Yeah, what a crew.
2: Yeah, it was great. Corey but, Glover.
4: Yeah, but as the as as he was saying, when people died and they got sent home, it, it was down to like four of us at the yeah. bar at the end. You I know? was dead,
2: so I wasn't there.
4: <laughs> yeah,
2: I right. did. I did stay pretty long though, because I did. died at the uh, the Tet Offensive, that final battle scene. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So uh, I saw a reduced crew uh, cast. But you were down. What was it like when it was, like, who was left? It
4: was dark. It was dark and weird, and you just had run out of shit to say. And it was was
2: you and who else?
4: Barringer.
2: Yeah. Defoe was dead. Yeah.
4: Defoe was dead. Uh, Corey, Corey Glover was there. Yep. John McGinley right? and McGinley, and yeah, McGinley,
2: because he stuck himself, Sergeant O'Neill, trying to get out of battle.
4: That's right. And we couldn't ever be away from each other to have a different experience <laughs> to come back and share. <laughs> right. It was yeah. like, yeah, no, I was with you. <laughs> I, just, I yeah, saw I, you I just do that. Saw that. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, what an amazing ride. And and your dad, Apocalypse Now, was sure. obviously one of the craziest filming experiences, according right. to the docs and everything else. Sure. Were,
4: were you? Were I you? was. I was there. I was on. Uh, yeah, I was there for eight months what in sets and locations very close to where we shot platoon and doing what schoolwork or what are you doing at that i mean that's what they called it um, <laughs> but i was i was working with the makeup artist in the in the effects makeup department um, Right. yeah in fact larry Fishburne's mom uh, hattie uh, james was an actual school teacher and so she tutored us for like a week and then told my parents they this isn't they're not focused we can't this <laughs> you know because my parents knew, because I was in sixth grade, Ramon would have been in eighth, Emilio, maybe ninth. Um, they knew that school didn't really matter yet.
1: <laughs> <Right>. If ever.
4: Really. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so there wasn't a lot of... But how crazy was that experience? And obviously it was dad, It was, an, it mean, was your insane. Had, your
1: dad had a heart attack he did, during that yeah. movie. And you're 12 years
4: old? 10 when I first went there and turned 11 in, in the Philippines. That is But nuts. it was such a trip to go back... 10 years later to do platoon.
1: And how I mean I know you're really young there. How would you compare the two situations uh, in terms of the production? I know Apocalypse was nuts, but but how was
4: I mean how was Platoon compared to that? Um incredibly organized. Right. Yeah. So, so incredibly really? streamlined. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, we I mean we made every day. We yeah. Yeah, right?
2: Yeah, I don't think we went over it at all. There was a time where they sit down and remember the uh, Philippine crew sat down cuz Oliver kicked one of one of the guys in the, the guy ass, that, one of the crew members, he gave him a kick in the ass because the guy was in a shot or whatever. I and then he, they well, all, get all out sat of the down shot for one day. Get, <laughs> get out of the, in the shot. What's yeah. the the shot? Spoken like a director. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't like it. Give they sat the down ass. until he apologized. So he had a. he's like, I'm not apologizing. Well, isn't he the guy <laughs> that, then,
4: that dropped the fake snake on Oliver? Oh, I don't know about that one. Yeah, I it don't was know Oliver's, that story Oliver's terrified of snakes, and everybody knew it. And one guy had like, and then like these green snakes in the jungle in yeah, this the, one part of the world. The green viper. The, yeah, you're dead before you hit the ground, right? <laughs> and Oliver was super freaked out. And this guy, I guess, was up in a tree and <laughs> dropped one on him. <laughs> <laughs> Oliver shit his fucking pants. This is a gag.
1: This is just a fuck. Yeah, record.
4: just hey, welcome to the Philippines. And and does he and laugh he, after that? Oh or no, <laughs> no, he kicked the guy.
1: Well, I, I, so I'm that's
2: where it happened. Okay, he wasn't in the shot. Those retaliation, and
4: then the crew uh sat down d- yeah
2: they said we're not gonna work until he apologizes that's so funny And he's like i'm not apologizing and then the next day in production he had a, you know clearly he had apologized <laughs> the night before he's like i don't know how to say this i really don't
1: so charlie when you're 10 years old and on the set of apocalypse are you right. thinking i want to follow my dad's footsteps
4: and i want to act was that already a thought no i was i i had plans to be a baseball player mm. so what, how does that go down what happened which part?
1: <laughs> How do you go from baseball player to acting? Is there a point where you say I can't make it as a baseball player? You couldn't, hit a sc-
4: you couldn't hit a curveball. <laughs> then well, there was that. <laughs> there was that specific thing. Um, he's got a rifle, by the
2: way. You brought two mitts to the Philippines. <laughs> I did. and yeah. You and me were throwing the ball around. We were playing baseball constantly. Yeah, and he's got an arm. I mean, used was, to a real used rifle. To. Thank
1: you. By Thank the way, you. he brags yeah. about Connolly's arm too, so don't take it too seriously. But who's got a better arm, Connolly or Charlie?
2: Charlie's throw. got a better arm, <laughs> but I, he didn't even take Charlie, a breath. No, no, no. He's Connelly, got a good arm, but Charlie is.
4: Connolly's arm is probably still good. Man. Listen, when I line up in the <laughs> shotgun
3: formation, Dylan, you want me throwing the ball downfield? Hey,
2: dude, when we threw Precision. the first pitch out at, at Dodger <laughs> Stadium, I rifled it in there. You lobbed it in.
4: <laughs> oh, oh, did did, you, throw, throw, did it. you throw at the same time? Yeah. Yeah. That the was distracting. Have you thrown a ball out? I'm sure you have. But. I have a few times.
1: So yeah. Have you hit yeah. the glove or what?
4: Sort of, <laughs> it's, it's, there's so much pressure. People it have really no is. idea. I know, I Suddenly know. you're aware of every cell in your body yeah. and, and and you got, you know, 40,000 eyes on you. Um, right. I did it at the Kingdome in Seattle in 96 cause I was in friends with uh, Ken Griffey. And so they did a thing where Griffey was the catcher and the mascot was the ump. And the gag was that Griffey would move as I'm right in the middle of the windup and I'd have to throw a strike and, and hit the mascot. Right. and suddenly man everything's a lot further away the <laughs> yeah. mascot's suddenly a lot skinnier I mean it's a it's a, it's a very you know tight window the you little have plate. to find by it's the way, way. I yeah. think
1: Charlie's given Grenier a pass because what happened is the four of them got out there and threw the the, the pitch all together which is annoying and I was less concerned with velocity I as, piped as my name. location,
3: <laughs> location. Yeah. this I is my yeah. second
1: time so when you go your
2: second time you're like I lobbed my first one in I was in Chicago and at Wrigley Field this, and I said if I ever do it again, I'm going to throw it like a man and really kind of throw something behind it. So Uncork it. Yeah. You want to throw it like yeah. a man and really let it fly. So I let it go, unlike you who <laughs> lobbed it in.
3: Hey I, Charlie, I, I heard a story, and I, I gotta know the answer. To this. Okay. Nick Casavettes is a buddy of mine. Is it true? I love Nick. Now I know that you're a big baseball guy. I told these guys before. Is it true that you rented out the bleachers at Dodger Stadium and sat there by yourself to catch a foul ball, a, f- a home run, and
4: nobody hit a home run? Uh, it was in Anaheim. <laughs> I had, you know, leading up to that, in in tons of attending ball games and not getting foul balls, but being so freaking close, I thought, well, hold on, let's let's stack the deck a little bit. <laughs> and uh, nice. So, yeah, I I, and and it was funny because it it happened the day of the game. I called them and I said, I want I want seats uh, in the left field pavilion. They said, oh, there's not enough people showing up. This was 96. The Angels weren't great. They're playing Detroit. They weren't great. And they said um, those those seats aren't available. I'm like, okay, all right, that's fine and well. Um, How much for the whole pavilion? (laughs) How much for the whole section? And she's like, sir, that's 3,200 seats. And I'm like, okay, all right, we're making progress. How much? And it was, uh, it wasn't, I mean. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Be it it was careful like, what you say to Dylan and I. We're a little frugal. Yeah. It, was, it, was about, it was about nine grand. Oh, I, by the way, I thought, yeah, no, it wasn't, 50, it wasn't 50. It wasn't a hundred. It was no, about, it was about bad. nine that makes that or, a day on the podcast. You could do that. Dog. <laughs> rent out the, uh, I was going to
1: say, Colin said frugal. I mean, we didn't even offer Charlie uh, a fucking parking spot today, which is sad. I mean, <laughs> that's he, all right.
4: Where'd you park? I was parked it? at Cedars. Okay. That's, that's a, only yeah, three brought, miles away. But what's cool about that is pulling into Cedars and not having to admit myself or having someone else do it. I parked at Cedars <laughs> and got to leave. So there's progress, you know, that was cool we were so excited that whole day to have this whole section and we're inviting people and it just came down to Brett Michaels myself my friend Lance some <laughs> other guy that tagged along <laughs> but we were so freaking drunk by the time we got there <laughs> that we're just kind of like lumbering about nodding off and we were Baking a freaking mess the sun. <laughs> So anytime, like, someone hit a ball, <laughs> deep left field, you'd see us just kind of start to stand up, and then it was just like, fuck, this is too much work. But three balls hit the wall that night. Wow. God, and wow. nothing, nothing came of it. <laughs> the next night I watched the game, and there, there were three home runs, <laughs> Into, the that same, it, into that same section, like <laughs> sorry, sorry. one of them hit my seat. <laughs> oh my God. But it was a great lesson that you can't you can't force the hand of the baseball gods. Yeah, you can't do it. You know, you got to let. shit I've out. never
2: got one either. I got. <laughs> I hit, right? I, I hurt my hand yeah. actually trying to catch one. Well, I'm you don't sure really have my great hands. hands, Dylan, let's face it.
3: <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> I got a couple. But, you know, right place, right time.
1: I've gotten pucks, sticks, hockey games, island games. i never gotten anything. You've gotten pucks? pucks. I've gotten pucks, and uh, I've gotten sticks. That you caught with a baseball glove, I hope? Yeah, you know, they, they fell in the stands. You know, oh, wow. it's like they come up, someone no, grabs it. I never the got hit with a puck, The equipment manager
3: kind of flipped it over the glass to you. No, that happened, you know, I used to sit at the Islander games.
1: I sat four rows behind the opposing team bench. Anytime oh, wow. a stick broke, they used to hand it to kids in the stands. I, I used to have a bunch now of sticks. Now they'd kids. be stabbing each other with the stick. Now it's illegal. You oh, can't give it a It's a weapon. What uh, position were you playing in baseball? What were you... I was a pitcher and a shortstop. So then obviously getting Major League was like obviously a great movie, but also just a great fun thing for you to be able to do. Or did how did that come about?
4: I had a meeting with David Ward and uh, he gave me the script and he said, can you play? And I said, I can play. And he says, don't lie to me because a lot of actors have come in. And I'm like, I got this. And they get some in the parking lot and they suck. Yeah, we've know. seen some of those movies. Right <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, they yeah. got to film a picture yeah. <laughs> this freaking close. Yeah. Um, no, I, I assured him that that with the with enough practice and whatnot, that I could uh, I could deliver something close to, you know, that he could turn into what was in the script. Right. I said, Dave, if how I could throw, how fast try, could you throw? I was throwing about eighty four, eighty five occasionally.
2: I couldn't throw in the eighties.
4: But I but I told David if I could throw ninety eight, I'd be doing it for a living. You right. Know? Yeah. Um, but I I took the script home and then I had some premiere or some talk show or some bullshit the night before or the night after and I remember sitting in the car and being late for where I had to be because I couldn't put the major league script down right it was that good it was that exciting it was that rich it was that fresh it was it was just I and I was like I I have to be a part of this you know
3: right wild thing (laughs) that was great we still got to talk about platoon, so we're my, still
4: we're still grinding on platoon.
3: Hope Conn has got a good question because well, I, I don't want to make you nervous, but he no, said he'd
1: walk if he didn't I, like some I have, of the questions. Uh, the
3: question, I guess, the question is obviously hindsight is twenty twenty. But when you're sitting there and you're filming platoon, do you know how special it is, or you know you're doing something? Well, what's the sort of temperature on? Uh, we, Billy I
4: think we <laughs> sensed that we were leaving something pretty gnarly yeah. behind. Yeah. that we were making a sacrifice, but I think that that the I, amongst all of us, uh, Oliver included, is that we weren't, we didn't think we were making a, you know, a big commercial success, but we knew we were doing something that the vets would appreciate. Because do you, do you
2: remember Barringer said, I remember he goes, suck it in, fellas, take it in, this is as good as it gets, it doesn't get any better than
4: this. Wow.
2: We're like really? <laughs> well that sucks. So wait. So
4: hold on Tom. So we've peaked. <laughs> we're all 20 and we've so peaked. Thanks. He,
2: he saw something that I, you know, that we didn't see in a way.
1: He's he's like this is going to be special. So Charlie, how do you go from still kind of back to the same question. But so you're playing baseball, your dad's a big star. How do you go into acting? I mean, did you start training? Did you just well, start auditioning um, or
4: what? Growing up as I was playing baseball through the various levels, um, we were also making uh, short films. All the guys in the neighborhood and, you know, my brothers and myself and, you know, that guy right there, Sean Penn, <laughs> his his sadly departed uh, younger brother, Chris, who was yeah. my best friend growing up. Oh, I didn't so, know that. You know, Chris yeah. was
1: on Outrush. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right on. Yeah. 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 I, had, I, had I had a, a boxing match with
4: him. I got beat <laughs> Amazing. up. Amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good guy. Yeah, he no, was he was lovely. I mean, we, we We met in the third grade. And, I didn't know that. Yeah, like that. Um, so, you know, uh, the, uh, Rob and Chad Lowe. So we were making short films, you know, short Super 8 movies. And so that that was really kind of our experimental training ground, you know.
2: And, and a crew, by Emilio the way.
1: started really young, too, right? He, him and Matt, like
4: yeah they, around the same time they started when I was still in high school,
1: and you start doing these things with them. Did someone see one of these short films or and what did your dad think? did Was your dad trying to talk you into this business out no, of
4: it? no, not at all um, figured because we had pretty much grown up on his sets around the world because you know that, that 's how the family was able to stay together was he always got Um, extra tickets for us to travel to the various locations you know Um, he figured if if we just saw enough of it in person that that would be a natural (laughs) deterrent (laughs) from having any passion towards doing it for a living you know Um, Didn't stop you, though. (laughs) Didn't stop us, no. And then it was, you know, high school was kind of falling apart after I got a car and suddenly driving there. I'm like, hold on, now I have a choice. (laughs) I can go there or like a hundred much cooler places, you know. And, um, yeah, so that that, that was shit city after a while. And so I didn't graduate. Neither did I. Uh, Yeah, but I was only a point and a half shy. I had 198.5 credits. And I'm like, come on, Barrera, a friend of mine, has like 220. Didn't we just get a couple of his? It doesn't work that way. So, and I got thrown off the baseball team before the biggest game of the year. I mean, you got to tell us that. Why? What'd you do? Because um, the English teacher, Mrs. Farmer, wouldn't let me take the final because I didn't have a readmit from the day before. Right. And, the, and the note I forged for my excuse was
1: perfect. <laughs> I love a Martin Sheen forged note. Is that what that is? Oh, yeah. No, well, what, well, what
4: I would Farmer do. Mrs. Farmer has
1: that framed up in the wall. Wow, <laughs> just-
4: my, my mom has a forged check of mine <laughs> with her name, and it, wow. it's damn close. No, the trick was to, to, to forge your parents' signature on the emergency card. That's the one they they check it against. Uh, yeah. Chris good. Chris taught me that. Nice. <laughs> um, so how'd you get caught? I uh, didn't really get caught. They just wouldn't give me a readmit, and I I figured I could talk Miss Farmer into. <laughs> Just let me take the thing, you know, take the final. And she was like, no, no, you've missed too much. This is the, I'm, you're not, it's not going to happen. I took the, I took the exam and I, <laughs> I wadded it up into a ball and I fired a strike right into her forehead <laughs> and her glasses like, and she didn't say a word, she just <laughs> stared at me. Wow. Yeah. It was, it was pretty dramatic. And my catcher, Darren Ramos was just like kind of backing away, <laughs> like thinking this is, this is where it all goes bad, you know? And I stormed out and I'm crying and I'm like super upset because I know this is that moment, you know, and I'm, and Darren's trying to calm me down and, and this and that. And I and I pick up a rock as we're walking. We're down this long path and there's the whole administration building. And I'm like, fuck this, fuck this. <laughs> and I fire this rock like 100 miles an hour. And it <laughs> it goes up and finds the only open window. Oh, my God. Out of 500 <laughs> windows. You know, they open like that. Right, And it just shoop, slides in. And, and, I, and I said to Darren, if I can't break a window here, <laughs> I am out. And that was it. And I went home. I told my parents, I said, look, you're probably going to get a phone call. <laughs> Got a <laughs> little dramatic today. Um, uh, they want me to go to summer school for a point and a half. It's not going to happen. Because, you know, you, you're basically in the system since you were from 5 to 17, right? So this is my first summer of freedom. I said, let me audition. Let me... Um, Let me just, you know, I'll put together a headshot and a fake resume, whatever I got to do. And I'll just go out there and, and if I, if I get a job, I'll keep going. If I don't, then I'll get the GED or summer school or something and go to college and study uh, film, like, you know, editing, cinematography, whatever. Um, And they were like, okay, uh, this is three months, right? (laughs) You, you have our blessing and i got the i i got the first job i went on what what ferris or what was it no it was the um <laughs> it was um, grizzly 2 the predator
1: I don't know that one. Is Dylan in that? Dylan was
4: (laughs) not in that. (laughs) No, it was it was a it was a couple weeks in Budapest, and it was the sequel to Grizzly, which no one had ever seen. And myself, and uh, Laura Dern, and George Clooney, um, all get eaten by the bear in the first sequence in the movie. Jesus! And you had no no training. You weren't in the theater, nothing or what? No, but I added a bunch of plays that I was in you know, on my resume. I wasn't oh, yeah. even in the theater department. I did, I did
2: the same thing. When right? You don't have a resume. You got to You got to just make shit up. I was yeah. an
4: extra in apocalypse. That
1: never happened. <laughs> uh, it was all a lie. And when you first got on a set, did you feel like, I know how to act. I can do this. I like this? Or
4: Well, I, I yeah, I was very early on very aware of how terrifying it is. You know, how self-conscious you suddenly become and but. You know, at that point, you're just mimicking people that you admire. You're just copying someone's style or someone's delivery or something. And if you grow up, if you grew up, you know, watching movies, watching The Maid, watching just movies, you know, as a constant reality, um, that you can, I just keep faking it until someone finally says, "Cool, that was great." Here's your next job. Do you remember who you were copying early on? Probably Dad. Right. Yeah.
2: Right.
4: He was the guy I watched the most. Yeah. You know, and he seemed to be i'm pretty good but then, but yeah and then god the business was so much different man it was so much different back then you know
1: as far as what like what
4: well like i while i was in um budapest i found out that that milius had chosen me for one of the parts in red dawn so we were all celebrating and like <laughs> that's when you got that role you were in budapest and you yeah about red dawn yeah Great. i was doing grizzly when i <laughs> got red dawn they wanted me to come uh, thank you by the way, Love they, right they, thank me you. Too. But they thank you. They they remade it. Did they really? Me and, me and Tommy Howell tried to watch it together yeah. and we just couldn't <laughs> we were <laughs> not as good. Yeah. Not as <laughs> good as we we the original. Yeah. Yeah. They they I didn't even hear
3: about that. That's not crazy. only that, but after the production they had to change it because they were afraid it was like was it North Korea or yeah. something? And then they had to change it to China. They, like, did. Some, they had to change the enemy yeah. after <laughs> they uh, shot the movie. Yeah. Kind of changed the colors on the – they they just got in trouble with the yeah. – it just,
1: it just wasn't the same. But it was a different time in movies, sure. you know, so. So when you got this movie, though, after you get thrown out of high school and then you tell your parents, okay, I'm going to act, and all of a sudden <laughs> – which, by the way, just so everyone knows, it doesn't work like this. If, no. Maybe if you have Charlie's <laughs> talent and hair, maybe it does. But you don't just drop out of high school and the next thing you know, you're like in Budapest with George Clooney and Laura Dern and then get another one. <laughs> no. So were your parents like – okay, this is going to work. You're great. Or were they still looking for a fallback plan? Like my parents still are looking for a fallback plan. I get
4: it. Um, no, they, they were from day one, they were rooting me on. When I came back, they wanted me to, to, to test, to screen test for Swayze's role. And I'm like, no, 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 that's that's I'm the little brother. He's the guy. I mean, you know, he's our leader. So I completely tanked the screen test. Right. In, intentionally, just wow. to make sure that I didn't upend his his. You're lucky they still unit. kept you
2: for your, for your part.
4: <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about that. But I, uh, yeah, that's interesting. Um, this guy really know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should look at What were we thinking?
2: That could have been me. I could have gotten that part. <laughs> he was Dylan probably read for that, by the he way. He was great I a did, month I ago. What I, happened? I wish I was in that.
4: Having dad and my brother is, uh two really seasoned and and legitimate uh, sounding boards of or uh, you know just go to them for advice however whatever it might have been but what's the real game
1: changer is platoon the game I mean well um, got to be.
4: Right. That that was, but it was you know I'd, I'd done a few lead roles in a couple films and nobody gave a shit, and then um, and then I did just accidentally did like two scenes in Ferris Bueller and everybody went oh my god he's <laughs> the next whoever and I'm like well that now I was totally confused it was this little yeah. role because I was like you know hey man yeah. boys next door I'm <laughs> walking away with a statue <laughs> nothing it's crickets, a good movie fucking right. crickets <laughs> and uh, and then the thing with the with Bueller and everybody was like. You know, it's so weird. It's a, tri- yeah. it's a trip. Because yeah.
1: you know what? It's the it's the right moment, and that movie really resonated with everybody. And you had I remember when I saw you in that movie. I'm like, this fucking guy is cool as shit. Like, thank you. He? Everybody wanted to be you. You know, and to me, it looked like he was doing the director a favor. That was
3: what
4: I always thought he was doing like a cameo. Like, <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, whatever. He's my buddy, he asked me to do it. I'll jump in. I, I would have never guessed that that had any kind of an effect on because was- it was after Platoon, right?
4: No, it was right before. Right before Platoon. Okay. Right before. Well, that makes sense. Yeah.
1: That's probably, I mean, we talked about Connolly got Rocky Five because he wore this leather jacket to the audition that his mother purchased for him, and he was embarrassed. That was probably why you wore it, the jacket Charlie wore. I'm serious, though. I mean, that's he, the exact jacket, basically. When he did it in Ferris Bueller, when we watched that movie, everybody, they did. They wanted to be Charlie Sheen at that time. So And, uh,
3: and also, too, Charlie, just timeline-wise, Emilio's career is... Whoosh, on the rise. Is this sort of happening at the same time with you guys?
4: Yeah, kind of, right? I'm. Yeah, I'm still auditioning. When we went and saw uh, the screening of Breakfast Club, and that was a game changer. Game changer. For me. Yeah, that was like, oh <laughs> shit. And I, right. and I and I told a I said this. This is a moment in time. And by the way, so everyone knows Ferris Bueller and
1: Breakfast Club's John Hughes. John Hughes, who Everything he fucking did was just, I mean, it's pretty mind-boggling when you look at his run. There's nobody like him in the history of the movies. Every single movie was a massive success, and unfortunately he passed away recently. And I don't know how much you got to work with him on that, because you probably only did a... Couple of days, right? I did one day.
4: One day. It was so cool, and I knew I I knew the guy was was kind of up against it. This character, and I kind of wanted to look like he hadn't slept, you know, maybe that week. And um, so I stayed up. I wasn't I wasn't even doing drugs <laughs> yet, and um, <laughs> and I stayed up. And I made that mistake of I'll just get one hour. I'll just get that get that one re- recharge hour. And I was doing Long Beach. I was in Santa Monica, and I was doing Long Beach shit. Six, you know, I, I woke up at five thirty, and I got stuck in traffic. And then Jennifer Gray, who I knew from Red Dawn, she helped me get the part, and she's in front of in front of my trailer already yelling at me. I'm not even out of the, I'm not even out of the car. I haven't even like not, nothing, and she's just I can you know she's yelling at me in the car. and I'm like, dude, breathe. Everything's fine. And she was like, I, I want out on a limb, and you're, you've already... We haven't even started, and the day's ruined. And I'm like, lady, everything's fine.
2: <laughs> lady.
4: And, and so, so yeah, but I guess it helped in the, the tension we have in that scene, you know. Um, but I got to the set, John Hughes was like... All right, well, you're here now. Good, let's uh, <laughs> let's let's rehearse. You know what? Maybe there wasn't to... anything about, well, what the hell, man? How dare you? Because uh, none of that, you can't undo any of yeah. that. You know you what know, I'm
1: saying? We have to start treating Dylan better because he's always stuck in traffic. But, you know, maybe— uh, Well, I live in Malibu, so
2: deep Malibu. <laughs> you're, you're neck of the woods. <laughs> yeah. Over by Zuma, so it uh, takes
1: me an hour to get here. But Charlie was 10 minutes early today, Kevin.
2: <laughs> I'm just you, saying you're not living in Malibu.
4: Either. I am. Oh, I you am back in Malibu? deep yeah, Malibu, man. It's all almost right. Santa Barbara. Yeah. What are you talking nice. about? Yeah. I'm right across from Point Dume. Oh, you're making me look bad, bro. <laughs> no, you're, you're you're a little deeper than I am. <laughs> a little deeper, but yeah, uh. it's a roll of the dice. Leave it there, is. isn't it? If there's an accident
1: on the PCH, you're screwed. You're gonna be late. <laughs> yeah. There's just no way
4: around. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, anything could happen on the PCH. Sometimes, Sometimes you got to go all the way around. It. You got to go over to the 101. Yeah, Sometimes you got to go all the way to Vegas to get here. It's crazy. I mean, it just takes a long time to get.
3: So, but, uh, <laughs> I, I got I got more questions. So uh, you think about these times when it was like these guys in the same movies, right? It was like Red Dawn and Outsiders, right? And everybody was kind of, and then Young Guns comes along. And you had right. that, you, I, by the way, I'm a huge Young Guns 1 and yes. 2 fan, Oh, thank you. I might add. So where are you, because you had like, you get killed pretty early on. I think in it was
4: Young page Guns. 51. <laughs> right? Is that what it was? <laughs> I mean, is that a joke or you remember that for me? No, because I remember taking that taking the rest of the script and throwing it away. <laughs> Seriously. I died I, on page t- 42 of the notebook and did the same thing. Okay, <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah. But then I told everybody on the set, don't tell me how this ends. Don't tell me anything after I'm dead. That's, that's what I do. So <laughs> when I saw the movie. Different reasons, though, I think. Well, when I saw the movie, I was, after I died, then I was just an audience member. And got to and enjoy I could, it. Yeah, no, for exactly. For the same
2: exact reason. You know, I wouldn't re- watch, like, uh, Jeremy Piven's stuff, all the Ari storyline. I wouldn't. I try not to read it so I could enjoy. it. Interesting. If
4: I because I would not know was about stuff that. that. Didn't interact with you. Yes. If it didn't interact wow. with me, so I was able to
2: enjoy entourage. You know, some some of the surprises. You know.
4: Were you where were you in your
3: career at Young Guns One? Were you? I feel like things were going great for you, right? Was that? Yeah, Guns One
4: was after Platoon, right? Yeah, my my career is sort of B P A P. Yeah. Right. Before <laughs> yeah, yeah, Platoon. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> after Platoon. Yeah. Yeah, and it was Morgan Creek, and I think I'd done Major League with them right before Young Guns. So and
3: you were like, this is a cool role. I'll do it. Sure, right? I mean— It
4: was—yeah, I kind of got talked into it by Emilio and Kiefer, you know? Right. Um
1: Wall Street. I was about to say Wall Street. we gotta get to Wall Street, which I, I watched it. I watched last night. Oh, did you really? I watched it last night. There's so much other cool shit on yeah, TV but I to watch you were... <laughs> right now. I mean
4: what the hell, man? I don't, I don't know, know
1: why. Number one better. number one I knew you were coming. Number two, growing up that movie you know, it had a big effect on me and it was such a, a great movie. And, and it's weird watching now because it really speaks to the times right now as clearly as it did then. And, uh, you know, the only thing in that movie that, that feels a little heavy handed is Hal Holbrook to me, to be honest with you. He just comes in and gives like these speeches like <laughs> out of nowhere. He's just like, come here, son. I want to tell you this. But the movie is so good and so relevant today. And. First of all, obviously, you're working with Oliver Stone again on that. But did you know anything about the whole Wall Street thing when you started that movie? Nothing. Right. So, and does Oliver give you information or you go do your own
4: research or what? There was about three weeks of research before we started. And he he put me with a couple of um, young traders at, at, at really successful firms. And so I would spend the day with them. There was another guy, uh, he was like the deputy mayor, but he's a big trading guy, a guy named Ken Lippert, I think was his name, and um, so he was a bit of a mentor. He he and I would break down the script at night just so he could tell me all the technical go- jargon and all that. You know, it was, I was pretty much flying blind. You wow, know, yeah. I, I bought some stock and then <laughs> I thought if I followed it, I'd care more and I was just more confused <laughs> and then pissed when it <laughs> fell apart, you know, I was, right. yeah, but that's, it's interesting because um, as difficult as Oliver was at times on, you know, to, to work with in the Philippines, you know, um, he, he had, what, t- 28 of us to yeah. kind of disperse and, <laughs> and spread the anger. You yeah. know? <laughs> um He had like me.
2: Yeah, Wall street
4: McGinley and you don't want
3: yeah. to
1: mess with McGinley. So he had just,
4: But even you know, McGinley's
3: <laughs>
1: probably shoots uh, he, I mean he's only in the office in that movie. Yeah, but he's here. he's right. in
3: it. He's it got Yeah, but I'm yeah. saying Charlie
1: probably shot 50 days with Oliver on that or, if, or not more. If not more. Right. Yeah. So that, yeah. he was tough on that one, huh? He
4: was very tough. Yeah, and it, I've only seen the film twice and I haven't I've, I've never seen it like really as an adult. I've never never sat down and like okay, I need to study. I just, you know, um So So is there
1: bad memories from it or what?
4: There's just stuff that I know I could have done better if I didn't feel I was being so harshly judged while I did it. Right. Because Oliver could be a great cheerleader, you know, and you'd, yeah, you'd yeah. be in the middle of a scene, you know, whatever, and you'd see him out of the corner of your eye and he's like totally into it and excited and rooting you on. And that, that gives you some energy yep. and, and, and some confidence that what you're doing is, is great and you keep doing it. And then that same corner <laughs> of the eye on Wall Street was often just staring at the page and sh- just, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was like, <laughs> yeah, dude, he could be. Let me really get through. Too. let me get through one take, you know, <laughs> just see what my take is on this. That yeah. must be
1: horrifically difficult to deal with. I mean, I can't even imagine. And I've, I think you guys would agree. I've never done that to you where I looked at you like, what the fuck is that? Yes, you, you know? have. <laughs> yes, you <laughs> have. No,
3: but Oliver Come is on. Oliver's the guy that likes to break you down, right? I mean, did, isn't there a famous story from um, didn't he, him and Michael Douglas? I mean, Michael Douglas won Best Actor, but the, the, the limo scene between Charlie and Michael Douglas, they shot it. Daly's came back and Oliver was like, Michael, it's
4: garbage. We got to reshoot the whole thing, right? Is that true? Um, I think, yeah, well, I don't know. I I don't know if he told him it was garbage. (laughs) I think he told him it was the wrong tone. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then I remember they just shot his side. Which I, I felt great like, about. Really? I'm like, yeah, wow, I, I, did did something, I did something passable. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Jesus. Also, too,
3: Doug, Hal Holbrook has line in that movie that is like one of the great lines when he says, a man stands in front of the mirror, he looks into the abyss, and yeah. there's nothing looking back, and that's what keeps him out of the abyss.
1: That's like a great movie line. It's overwritten to me. I love the movie, and I love like your that performance quote? in it. Thank you. I, again, I, I thought, you know, one thing, which when well, I was a kid, I, I never thought of. A lot of people would say, Oliver Stone's a little heavy-handed, and I never thought that. This movie, there's a couple of moments where I do go, he's hitting you over the head with it. But that being said, the movie still holds up. And you're great. And I grew up with those people. We had Jordan Belfort on Real Wolf of Wall Street. I grew up with him. And you just feel like one of those, one of those guys who gets into the stock world. And, and the movie is just great. It holds up Totally. But and how 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 Holbrook is an amazing actor, by yeah, the way. And he just it's just her. every line he says in that movie is just a weird kind of lesson, like you said. But for people, it works and it
4: doesn't. But
3: and Charlie, after that, do you go? You know what? Barring something amazing, I think I've had enough of Oliver for like ten years.
4: No, I I wanted to have kind of a makeup call for our experience on Wall Street.
1: Like you wanted to prove him wrong? Like a f-
4: well, I just wanted to do something that I felt I could be a little more alive in, mm-hmm. you know, um, if that makes any sense.
1: It does. I yeah. mean, I, I, I can kind of see now when you say it, you're a little restrained. And I think you're amazing in the movie. But thank I you. But I see you, you're, you're, you're very restrained in it. But yeah, I, But uh, I still think you're great. And
3: I, I still think, think everyone should that. see the movie. You, thank you. Thank you. The sequel never really got there.
4: Yeah, I, I, I think I'm in it.
3: You <laughs> popped <laughs> in. 20, cameo, that was a cameo.
4: Seconds. That yeah. was a cameo.
3: So you know
1: what? I've yeah, never was, seen the sequel. I didn't even know that was,
3: was, I was a Sideways. <laughs> it's what Wolf of Wall Street was basically the sequel to. To yeah. the original Wall Street because yeah. that's what I, you know. I mean, I, Wall Street Two opens with like Michael Douglas getting his old cell phone back, which is heavy-handed there. And I love Oliver. I'm the biggest Oliver Stone fan. JFK is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's a masterpiece. Yeah. It's a well, masterpiece. I, I mean, the only yeah. thing I want
1: to ask you, and, and since you haven't seen it, you don't even remember. But it's weird watching it last night, which I remember the scene because Michael Douglas and you. The scene is amazing in the park, but I never understood why it's in the park. Was there anyone who gave you motivation where you you're wiretapping him now obviously i know that now but i just thought it was so strange for these two guys to meet in the rain uh do you remember this at all i mean it's like you go to see him after you're arrested. yeah yeah of course yeah yeah he doesn't know you're arrested yet i believe he doesn't right so i just like why are they meeting in the middle of a fucking rainy park this because it's a safe place to meet but but he's trying to trick him into giving him information. So, hey, want to meet me in the rainy Central Park, you know, and like where J- – it was just strange. I don't know. I mean, mm. but I could be wrong. It's like Connolly did some shit in the notebook, his character, that fucking <laughs> ruined the movie for me. So, But anyway, so after that, I want to talk about how you switch into comedy because I actually remember when all of a sudden you're like – Charlie Sheen is the biggest comedy star of the world. And, you know, you're doing hot shots. And, and I'm like, oh, my God, this guy is as funny as anybody. And I, uh,
4: how does that come about? I mean, it's, it's, it's having no plan, having zero plan and no roadmap. You asked about, you know, being done with Oliver. Um, we had a third film lined up right after Wall Street. And it was uh, born on the 4th of July. Oh uh, yeah and I had several dinners with, with with Ron Kovac and Oliver and we were going through the script and it was and that was something I felt like okay this is this is going to be rich this is going to be really challenging but like it, give me an opportunity to do something I've never done I just you know Oliver says I'm going to Cuba I'll be back in 2 weeks I'm like all right cool give my regards <laughs> to Fidel <laughs> whatever bring me back a fucking cigar and <laughs> And then two weeks ago, and I can't get a hold of him. I can't get a hold of him. And he's just like, he just ghosted me before that was even a term, you know? <laughs> and then Emilio calls. He's like, dude, are you are you, are you sitting down? Whoa. I'm yeah. like, oh, man, come on, don't, don't. He's like, I'm like, did someone die? He's like, no, no, no. I said, what the, what's going on? He says, uh, Cruz is doing Born on the Forest. This is right
1: at odds, Rush by the way. Leo's wow. got a fish <laughs> movie with James Cameron. But, wow,
4: so was that— it was a little crestfallen, yeah it was uh did you ever was, get to talk to Oliver about why he wouldn't tell you this or yeah, we finally had it. <laughs> I said, dude, that was kind of you know congrats on the movie and Cruise was <laughs> no Cruz was brilliant in it and How much a,
2: after it, was it right away or before you started filming did he it call was you probably
4: or? a month before they started okay. you know and he and he said he said that I he didn't see the enthusiasm in the meetings um with with the guy with Kovac. He, he didn't think – he didn't see me really being committed to it. I'm like, dude, we're in a fucking restaurant. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're a restaurant, you know? Back flips.
4: <laughs> so, yeah, so it was, that wow, was kind of – That's, that's uh, yeah.
1: disappointing to see him. Yeah. And, and did you doubt yourself at that moment? Like he doesn't – I mean this guy has already told you in Wall Street he's not happy with your performance to some degree. Were you like doubting yourself at all?
4: No, I, I, I was – i at that point, you know – I mean, you can't, you can't complain about, you know, you can't lose something you never had, but I kind of had it, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, so at that point I just had to shift my perspective and just root for both of them. And you know? so what
1: what was next after that? We'll get into comedy in a second, but what, so what, what's the next move after that? Happened? I think
4: rehab. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so that would have been like 88. Um, yeah. But you asked about the, the, the comedy and hot shots and all that, um. I, in 89, I had done, I did uh, Men at Work, um, Navy SEALs, and The Rookie in the same year. Right. You know, and I thought, okay, this is it, man. This is, (laughs) these are going to knock them dead. And they were all, you know, moderate disasters. And I was (laughs) like, if, you know, if if, if you can't get a a buddy cop film with Clint Eastwood (laughs) to be a hit, you got to... You gotta, you gotta do some soul searching, you know, you gotta right. you gotta take a different approach. And um yeah, that that was the rehab stay cleaned some shit up, came out and got a call from, <laughs> from Jim Abrams. So
1: you get uh, the call from them and yeah, somehow man. they feel based on, you know, I mean, you've done a couple of comedies, but <laughs> that you're going to be the next, I don't know, Leslie Nielsen or whatever. <laughs> they,
4: they asked if I was a fan of the genre and I said a huge fan. Is that true? Oh yeah. 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 And so they, 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 understood that I got my role in these instantly. Mm-hmm. That you know whatever I could you know borrow or steal <laughs> from from Leslie is is what I was going to bring to it. Right. Yeah. just being yeah. the straight man.
0: It's you, and you, were you were
4: jacked were up
2: back then too. That you was were... for the sequel. Okay, yeah. yeah, You were jacked up for the sequel. That
4: was brutal. You were hitting the gym. That hard. was brutal. Yeah, <laughs> and there yeah. was no there there was no artificial enhancements. Yeah, yeah. You know nice. that was yeah, diet that was the and the exercise. It was crazy. Um, yeah. Didn't maintain it. Right, it's hard to maintain. Why? (laughs) Why? I'm not a competitive weightlifter. What am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) Living in pain every day. Jesus. Was it fun making those movies? I mean, yeah, yeah. It's uh, when it when it's working. um, I mean, like most stuff, more fun to watch than to make. Right. But Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. But you but. Knowing, you know, going home at night and knowing what what you created that day and what's left behind, you know, for an audience to enjoy, uh, that that that's what you know inspired us. Surely but, uh, it can't be serious. It, sure, it's, my my it's brother a you're doing airplane lines, but yeah, my my brother and I sat. Um, it was either at the Fox or the Man on a Friday night in Westwood and saw airplane,
0: and nice. it changed it
4: changed our lives forever. You yeah. know, and I was like twelve. And so to, to have an opportunity to work with the guys that did that and not n- not be saddled with a ton of physical or, or b- big gag comedy.
1: I went to see Airplane with the Zucker brothers or one of them because they don't talk, I think, talking about the movie. And they, you know, which is a great learning lesson for comedy, but they would push things obviously to the envelope. But I remember when they said they wrote that scene, one of the brothers was like, to the kid, something like, hey, do you like blowjobs? And the brother was like, and he's like, basically, there's something there, and it got pushed back to, you like to hang around the locker room, you like movies You ever around, seen you know. a grown
3: man naked? <laughs> <laughs> but
1: they're geniuses. I mean, and they, you know, they took the Mel Brooks genre and, you know, kind you of- ever have a dog the- jump up on your leg, son? <laughs> you like it when Scraps grabs your leg and rubs up and down? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's just good stuff. So, and, and then, so after Hot Shots, obviously, you're fucking huge and can do anything. What did you want to do after that, and what was the next move?
4: Um huh
1: and when did two and a half men come into play is that much later i'm trying to think of these times two
4: and a half uh hot shots was 91 so we're a ways away still yeah and shots two was 93 right and along the way there was like musketeers yeah 97 is pretty much of is 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 non-existent 97 is kind of a blackout you're just partying yeah. Did did we work together in ninety seven? Did we do you, Bad Day on the Block? Yeah,
0: we did that. Nah, we did a couple of creepers.
4: So
1: the, we got it, we got Eddie Vaughn here with who's you do Charlie's stunts, is that
0: uh, yeah, I, I watch him do the action and just kinda give some notes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hardly. You were talking about what a, a gracious, nice guy Charlie is that people don't know about. When we did the movie with the the rookie with Clint Eastwood, on the last day of filming, I shattered my leg uh, really bad. Wow. I'm in the hospital. I crashed
4: a motorcycle. And, yeah. oh,
0: and Charlie comes in. He he already doesn't like that I do stunts. He comes in. And I Charlie. I don't even know if you remember this. Charlie. Probably not. Charlie. <laughs> Charlie and Nick Cage. Came in and Charlie wrote me a check, a personal check for one million dollars <laughs> to stop doing stunts. He goes, wow, I don't wow. want to see you like this. It's not worth Wait. it. The of his heart, he wrote a check to get me to stop doing stunts for one million dollars back in nineteen ninety. What did you do with that check? I had so, well, it. Maybe I'll bring it in. You did said, not cash it. In. Of course no. he did. Because I was I was a fairly <laughs> successful stunt man. Uh, aside from you know doubling Charlie, and I knew I had a career in stunts. It's what I love. I wouldn't accept his money, but I did accept his love over 30 years, and I like Charlie. To say- you were giving him a fucking million bucks.
4: It was more about the symbolism of the gesture. I, I knew, I knew he wasn't going to cash <laughs> it. Can and you it, imagine and
1: if, you see your bank statement <laughs> the next yeah. time. You're like, oh my
4: God. No, First, like, I was already on the phone with the bank on the way from the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> like, listen, if this thing comes, yeah, it's not, it's not.
0: Finally, i like to say about Charlie, he's the guy that will give you the shirt off his back. Yeah. I know this because my closet's full of them. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. No, he's Amazing. no, he's notoriously generous. I mean, even
3: Thank when, when Lindsay Lohan was in trouble, Charlie doesn't even, know her and, and wrote her a check to help her out with the irs and it's, he's just a generous guy charlie
1: i think we see and again i think you'll the takeaway you know dr- drugs can can change people and can, can do shit that is not good and you're three and a half years sober now
4: i am so yeah. that's, that's awesome so well. and yeah and you're like right. i said thank you
1: i don't thank hear you. i don't hear anything but positive things about you and as i told kevin this was going to be great and i really can't tell you how much i we appreciate it maybe oh, not wow. Dylan, but
2: yeah but, uh, great great <laughs> having <laughs> you on here Thank you. Yeah. We know you don't like podcasts, so to get you on here is great.
4: No, I I I certainly enjoyed this podcast. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes. Well, by the way, Conley's gonna try to get you to do your own podcast after this <laughs> oh, for really? Action Park uh, Media. Let's That's do the what TV it does. Show. And by the way, the offer won't be close to the check you gave to Annie, <laughs> just so you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you get into TV, we used to talk on entrage all the time that a movie star would never do TV, certainly back then. So when you started getting into TV, was that a decision that you're like Wow, I'm I'm giving up my movie career at that time or or no, or was that
4: No, I had come out of rehab and it was the longest rehab stay uh, to date um at that time and I would go on meetings with directors and sit with writers but they the stuff that, that the scripts I would read they were already like fully cast and the, the you know some throwaway roles and I wasn't gonna it just didn't feel right. I mean why. Um, and so yeah I couldn't I couldn't get anyone to really take a take a chance, you know. And because I'd filmed a pilot that never was never sold, never picked up um, with Gary Goldberg called Sugar Hill and we had a great experience together and it, it was it's actually a really good pilot. It was like Barney Miller. Right. But updated, you know right. and um, and so then when Mike Fox got, you know, too sick to work, and they were going to shut it down, they came to me and they said, what do you think? How do you feel about stepping in? Sure. (laughs) Why not? Didn't really realize, you know. What you're getting into? Yeah. um, How was that experience? It was great. What are you
3: getting into, right? It's just live audience. It's different, right? Yeah, and
4: I'd never done theater. Right. You know, even though my high school resumes. (laughs) uh, uh, (laughs) So... But it's yeah. just so
1: everyone is listening out there that the pilot you said it didn't get picked up, Gary Goldberg who created Family Ties and is one of the great T V writers of all time. <laughs> right. Like everybody as good as you are has these shows with Charlie Sheen that don't get picked <laughs> up and it's it's pretty crazy to think about that. So when you're on uh Spin City, was it a fun experience? Oh yeah. Yeah. I
4: mean the first you know, ten, fifteen episodes was still kind of just stumbling through the dark trying to find my footing, you know. Um but it was, you know, I, I again, I, you know, I grew up watching sitcoms, right, and so it was just understanding the, you know, the the rhythm, the timing, all that yeah. stuff, and and how the audience is 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 a part of it, you know, um, not not playing to them, but also not ignoring them, right. Yeah you know
1: you got to leave a little space to Absolutely. Like, leave the space for the laughter and all that and then so i mean well, two and a half men sure. which mm-hmm. obviously one of the most successful sitcoms in the
4: history of television thank but you. also
3: too his step into spin city was wildly successful people were like wow he can do yeah, this man. on well, a big level they loved you on spin city
4: th- well thank you yeah i mean we didn't have great ratings um but there was a, a decent spotlight on us because right. of the because of the transfer you know but uh yeah and then i did I did one of the scary movie movies. Mm-hmm. I was in three was the first one I did. And semi-memorable because, uh, because during uh, three, I I'd, I'd shot the pilot for two and a half right before I went to Canada to do that. And so uh, got the call that, that we'd been picked up while making Scary Three. Right. Yeah. Which was kind of cool because I felt like... Um, you know, I was still honoring that genre, but I kind of felt like we really did it years earlier. You know, did it? Right. Now. It was this. This felt like the kind of the last gasp of right. <laughs> that style. And then, you then they know? did
1: like another fifty of them. Yeah, kind of disastrous. But, yeah. And when um, you shot Two and a Half Men, did you feel like you had something big there?
4: I had a really good feeling about it um, when I when I read the pilot. You know, um, the, the, the act break is in the, is in the supermarket with the kid. And, and the, the, there's a, there's a, you know, the gal hitting on me and, and, the, you know, she recommends we get together, whatever, after we sing that stupid song. And I, I turn to him and I say, you're even better than a dog. <laughs> right. Right. And I, I read that. and I'm like, this is, this is, this is a hit. Right. And then I, um, met with Chuck, um, cause it was untitled, you know? We had, a, we had a really, really good first meeting and talked about John in that meeting and John, John Cryer. And I was leaving and I said, uh, this is all, this is all, you know, groovy. What are you going to call it? <laughs> and it, I'm, I have the door open. And he looks up and he says, I'm thinking of calling it two and a half men. I went, that's pretty good. And I <laughs> left and I left. But as soon as I heard that, I went, shows a hit. It shows a hit, you know. If we don't shoot it, you know, upside down and backwards, um, we have a shot.
1: And this is Chuck Lorre, creator of it, who's you know a trillionaire with nine He's- different shows on <laughs> yeah. the air. Have you ever met him, Doug? Uh, I did. I did a. I did. I'm the broke guy in the picture. I did a photo shoot like where they called us the new face of comedy. It was me and <laughs> me and seven guys were all worth three billion dollars. I'm the schmuck on the thing. It's like that's awesome. Ryan Murphy and Chuck Lorre. I mean, it was like huge people, and, and I don't I don't know why they put me in the thing. That's awesome. But uh, you know, somebody thought I was going to do more than a podcast. But um, <laughs> <laughs> obviously. You had a famous fallout with this guy that you you know created the show. Do you, have you guys reconciled at all? Is there any? I I'd like to think that that
4: we have. You know, I've I've you know, time I get asked about it, I, I I continue to own my part, which is mm-hmm. most of it. You know, Connolly um, never owns any part <laughs> of our fights, by the way, never. <laughs> yeah, I, I I was talking to somebody about this the other day, and I said, um, you know, there were there, there, <laughs> there were fifty five ways you know, good good ways of sound uh, choices to, to navigate that, and I chose number 56,
1: <laughs> you know? So, yeah. what, so what do you, I mean, what was the real issue? <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I got it. Thank I, you. Thank but, God, did you get that? Uh, you over your head. I, I got it, but we're confused. I mean, you look back on it
4: now. It's shameful. It's yeah. shameful. It's embarrassing. It's just, it's so, I, you know, that's so not me. It's like, I don't, I don't really know what happened. I don't know what happened. Well, that's it, it the thing with you,
1: Charlie. I got to tell you, besides Connolly's nerves here, every word about you in this town that I hear is what a great guy you are. And <laughs> Cheers. I'm, not, I'm but I'm not going to lie also, Eddie called me to have lunch and I was like, fuck like what am I getting myself into and I said something he to Dylan it, I knew it I, and, and, <laughs> I said something I to Dylan said, he's,
3: he's but really I'm like, telling he's you he's totally weird. normal I'm
1: like well yeah what did you think he was going to fly it
3: in a spaceship
1: <laughs> and, <laughs> thank you wait Charlie by the way Connolly is so full of shit I've been telling him <laughs> for three days I go you don't understand this guy could not be nicer or humble. humble or a listener and Connolly's been uh, a little preppy outfit I'm today to will make golf, sure he look bro. good for you I'm playing yeah. golf you is something you don't do <laughs> wow. but the words about you including which I don't know we can talk about you saw of the documentary or no Soleil Moonfry however you pronounce it I mean she could not say better things about you in this thing like it's a love letter to you
4: <laughs> that's nice but whose business is that <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You didn't want to they would have never heard it from me,
1: right? It's just, right.
4: I just don't. I don't think it's appropriate. You right. Know? She says you you took her virginity and she felt good about it, but whatever. So, and she she's she's very cool. She's you know she's she's a lovely gal and and as I said, I somebody asked me and I said I I, I wish her nothing but success in her resurgence. You right. know. But you know, did don't you want get the heads up about that movie? Cause I'm yeah. in it too. I don't have as big a role as
1: everybody <laughs> By the way, oh, yeah. Collie uh, uh, didn't get an offer for that one either. By, by way. the you way, know to nobody read told for me. that doc. I,
3: somebody sent me the trailer. I was like, oh, okay. I don't remember signing the release. It's the first time you know. you're working with Charlie Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> first, first time Charlie and I worked
4: together. Yeah. Wow. Well, we'll have to do it officially. Jeez. Um, yeah, I did get the heads up. Oh, you did. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, come on, man. You know, I'm, I'm doing everything I can. To, to, you know, rebuild some things and then stuff like that just falls out of the freaking sky. Well,
1: I know people because like, uh, I, I know people kind of whatever. They want to judge it however they want to. But again, I watched it. She could not have spoken That's so nice. better about it. I him. thought it was so,
3: a good, ref- yeah. she was giving, portraying a good picture of you know, it's of just
1: her. the, you know, the PC police, they come in and it's like, you know. Right. Uh, uh,
3: I got a question. So- hey, Charlie, do you remember Dylan? Remember this? When we were sitting at the Emmys, the Emmy green oh, room. Yeah. It was the first oh, yeah. time that you met Kutcher? <laughs> So me and Dylan oh, yeah, yeah, and Charlie yeah. are sitting in. We're the sitting three in the of green us are room, hanging out, right?
2: Kuchar came in, and is, he is, had just—he well, af- was your replacement.
4: Is after he got the got the gig, he right got after. the
2: gig, but oh, I don't think damn. he even started yet, right? Didn't even start yet. He but hadn't like, even taps you on the
3: shoulder, and he's like, "How you doing, Charlie? I'm Ashton." And you stand up, and Dylan and I are like, "Oh my god, this is <laughs> happening in front of us. We're here. We're listening." Yeah. We're <laughs> it was the three
4: of us. <laughs> what did Kuchar. I? What did I say to him?
3: You were great, like, you guys had a very surface oh, hey, congratulations. Oh, hey, man, yeah, I get yeah. it. Business I think is you did a great job. Oh, re- okay, good. Yeah, and yeah. Good, good. You were You said to Dylan, like, man, that was wild. That was wild. <laughs> <laughs> that was wild. Well,
4: but how about that same awards show? Because I got talked into presenting. Right. Uh, Mark Burnett was the producer, and, right. and he caught a bunch of um, resistance from uh, Chalk and his team, and they're right. like, no, you can't have him there. Who knows what's going to happen? I'm like, everybody, everybody, relax. That's how comedy you know? was today. <laughs> awesome. Oh, sorry to disappoint. <laughs> All right. So and then I'm announcing best actor in a comedy. I remember and best. dude wins. It's it so uh, uh, Parsons, right? Yeah. And he comes up to me and we're on live television in front of like you know half a billion people, <laughs> and he's and he's like he looks at me and he's off mic at that point, and He say he says, "What well, this is very strange." <laughs> and I got the statue, and I say to him, "Give me a hug." Right? <laughs> so we do a hug, and I hold it, and He's still staring at me. I'm like take the Emmy and he takes it and I leave and then he did his thing you know? <laughs> yeah I had to kind of piece by piece walk him through he, he was in shock right and the shock didn't end when he got to me <laughs> You know, well, it was
1: such a big thing, obviously, back then. And and it was a big story. And, you know, so just bringing it around the entourage, which, you know, we try to get you on several times. I mean, I, I try to get you on. that right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I spoke to Mark Berg about it and there was going to be a meeting and then it never happened. And then uh, we referenced you. Do you did you watch the show at all? Can I
4: can I finally like just can I spill the beans on all this? Uh Oh, go <laughs> for it. Go for it. <laughs> I had never seen the show. Okay. Dylan either. and then I started seeing you guys at all these awards shows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, who let this crew in the
0: building, right?
4: <laughs> and then everybody's friendly and I'm like be
2: outside smoking cigarettes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly.
4: Yeah. And then I'm like, I gotta, I gotta watch this. But this is, this is like 06, 07, 08, right? And I was yep. dealing with, you know, too many kids and too many divorces, and <laughs> just a ton of other. So I didn't really have time to settle into to because, you know, watching shows back then weren't as as user friendly as they are now. Oh, no. yeah. yeah you had right. to kind of adhere to a, a, a cable or a network schedule. Yep. Yeah. Right. So, and then over the years. Um, I've never lied about seeing the show, but I've never, I've yes. never jumped into a conversation about it because I was always on the out, right. even before yeah. our lunch. Right, and I was like, I'm, I've done, I'm, I'm always a guy that does homework. That's at least you know has has some idea of about who few, the person is. Yeah, <laughs> and so I started watching the show, <laughs> like like last week three days ago (laughs) three days ago right and i and i told eddie i said i'm gonna watch the whole damn thing (laughs) you couldn't make it through the pilot no no i had my son max and there was a whole thing going on with him and then all this amazing basketball was on television so it ate up a ton of time but i started working out again and i'm watching it as i'm exercising and i i love it
0: well, right i love it How and large, and now yeah.
4: now i i have five episodes okay but it's i am i'm totally in i'm 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 completely uh invested all right and it's it's it's, nice. it's a it's a time capsule it's irreverent as hell yeah. it's, it's 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 super stylized. But raw, everybody in it is fucking fabulous. Yeah, I am nice, the man. I am the fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are, Charlie. I no, that's you said that. a line. That's my line. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> damn, I am the fucking game. Look at how happy Doug is.
3: Look at him. the at the am like, like Excited, Charlie
4: loves it. But here's the good news. Now I have something that that's that's mine to enjoy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And apologies for not. You know, I I I think we encounter stuff when we're supposed to. Yeah. So, by you the know, way,
1: I was one million percent not not fishing for compliments or yeah, trying to get, I you to I, you know, I like it. I'm not thing. saying I don't enjoy it, but I, I was not fishy, looking for that. Nothing crazy. But nothing what I wanted to say is, which we referenced you a couple of times on this show. <laughs> I'm yeah. looking
4: forward to stumbling across yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you know,
1: yeah. Why don't you let that be a surprise to me? I'll him, let it be a know. surprise. <laughs> but I mean, I just want to ask you. And again, we can edit anything out. But like we based the whole season. But you were dating an adult film actor, sure, okay, or two, uh, possibly. So right. I, we do an, a season where <laughs> Vince is dating Sasha Grey, and that oh, came wow. from you. Like Seriously. that was like inspired by wow. Charlie. So what's happening with the ladies that uh,
4: that used to be around? Are they gone? Gone. Okay, so you gone. I quit everything. Okay. I quit, I quit. I quit. <laughs> Take it easy. I mean, unintentionally. <laughs> unintentionally, you know. I mean, look at look at the past year. Right. Know, how do you? How do you? Yeah. So you're you know, not dating right now. I'm
1: not. No. Charlie Sheen is available. Just so you know, for work and for dates. <laughs> there so. you go.
4: You know, and I don't want to speak for you, but I, you know, I I'm just so uh, uh, not anxious, but excited about giving the 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 people something different. Then two and a half, as much as people love it and I'm honored and it's, it's, it's cool that we, you know, left all that stuff behind for people to enjoy and they still, you know, they still discover it. And that's, that's, you know, that's stuff that you can't predict and, and is, I'm always grateful about, but, um but I just, I think I mentioned to you the other day that I'm ready to like do, you, you know, some Something that feels adult, but fun.
1: Well, it's interesting how careers are because, again, for everyone who hasn't seen Charlie's movies and knows him from Two and a Half Men, which plays 50 times a day every single city in the world, I mean, these are are great dramatic films that you did that, Thank you know you. our Academy Award level Thank movies you. and acting, and uh, I would love to see you in something real, sure, um, and something something deep. You know, and uh, and Two and a Half Men, obviously. You know, uh, we all wish we have those kind of successes. My, sure. My girlfriend did a scene with you, by the way. She, she did, played yeah. Nurse Kendra in uh, one of the scenes. Dylan probably <laughs> didn't see that either. But anyway, thanks so much to Charlie Sheen. Thank, Thank you. And Thank that you. wraps up another episode of Victory the Podcast. Follow Victory the Podcast page. We're growing by the day, and uh, follow. Kevin Dillon, who posts pictures of him and his beautiful girlfriend and Amy Mae music constantly. <laughs> what a great yeah. podcast episode.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, Charlie. Charlie. Thank that you. Thank bro. you. Honored. Yeah. Honored. Right on.